0: Hi friends, welcome to the Partnership Podcast, exploring gospel partnership and generosity in the Bible, alongside stories of support raising from around our fellowship. We pray you'll be encouraged by it. Well hi everyone and welcome to season three of the partnership podcast where we are thinking particularly about new staff and about emotions in support raising and we'll be looking at some of the psalms and Helen has kindly agreed to join me for the psalms reflections in this season. Thanks for joining me Helen. Hello glad to be here. Excellent. Now it's been a little while since you started your support raising journey but I'm wondering if you're happy to share a key memory from that time with us.
1: Yes, uh, as I was thinking about this uh, yesterday, uh, I think my overriding, imp- when I first had thought, oh my goodness, I need to find my salary, I looked at the amount, I think it was about forty or $50,000, and I remember thinking, wow, that didn't seem like much when I earned it. Sounds like a huge amount of money now that I've got to try and find it from people. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed.
0: Thanks for sharing. Uh, well, we're going to start our series this uh, with Psalm 27, which is a really beautiful song of confidence in the Lord. And it's not the most obvious support-raising psalm necessarily, but it is a song of confronting our fear with of man and our of our confidence in God. And of the joy of offerings made to God and of prayer and courage, which I think are all really significant themes that are very relevant to our experience of asking others to partner with us. Um, So let's pray together before Helen reads that for us. Lord, we thank you that you are our light and our salvation and our stronghold. Please help us to fear and know you deeply in our hearts that we might not fear others. In our support-raising work, may we seek you in prayer and seek your ways and know the goodness and joy of offerings made to you. Please make us courageous in the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. Uh, Psalm 27 of David. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and sent me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Saviour. Though my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord.
0: Well, I think right from the start, that jumps into such a key question for support raising, that if the Lord is our light and our salvation, whom shall we fear? He's the stronghold and it really raises the question of whom shall we be afraid? And I think that's so relevant for support raising because most of the conversations I have with staff at some point touch on some of their fears in support raising. Um, such a uh, – I think most staff have a kind of edginess or an uneasiness at first, and that often fades a little bit, at least uh, as people – staff work out what they want to say or have positive interactions with people. But for some, it remains a really crippling fear. Mm.
1: Um, mm. Yeah. And there's kind of – I mean, I, I don't – I don't know what it's like for others but it, um, fear that the money won't come through <laughs> and you think my goodness I've just tossed in my job I've spent three years at Bible college and I'm now here needing this to work uh, you know what if it doesn't come through I mean is that God saying no is what is that a closed door is that Helen learn to be patient is that um... and it's really hard I feel like as ministry you're building towards it so much of your sense of self can get tied up in it that if this doesn't work, if the Lord says no, what what do I do? Uh, so for me, that was that was the key one. Like I mean, I for, I know for other people it's things like, um, what will this do to my relationship with people? If yeah, if I ask them and it's uncomfortable, um, or if I ask them and they say no. And with all the best will in the world, right, I don't want it to shape our relationship. But it it can feel like personal rejection when they're a good friend and they're ministry-minded and you've been in this together and the financial partnership doesn't happen. And and at one level Mm. I think, I know that's fine. That is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think the fears are everywhere. Yeah.
0: And I, I think for some staff it's even that in our culture, and particularly if staff come from a family background where money wasn't spoken about, Mm -hmm. the the fear is almost related to crossing the taboo of speaking about money or of being dependent on others or of, um, yeah, not being self-sufficient, of seeming weak. And so there's doing this culturally uncomfortable thing almost has... um, things to be afraid of that are hard for us to even put a
1: finger on and to name, I think. Mm. Mm. I remember getting kind of um, agitated when someone talked about receiving charity, and I thought that's actually not my conception of what I'm doing, right? So just the fact that they thought I was in need of charity was just a little, a little confronting. So all of those kind of things can actually just make talking quite fearful, because what are they thinking? I also like, think you're right about the families, Individuals will have all sorts of different fears, and that's the lovely thing about the Psalms, right? It sounds like he's got an army coming against him here, right? All right, that, that, that I've I've never really felt that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But at one point, it doesn't matter what the fear is, because the solution's going to be the same. It's going to be moving into verse four, right? How, yes. However you articulate the fear. Um, one thing I asked from the Lord: the only uh, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and gaze on the beauty of the Lord. And to seek him in his temple it's the um it's the taking your eyes away from maybe your internal doubts about you know fears about am i good enough because like, i think when you're asking people to fund you, you've you essentially got mm. to say the ministry is worth doing and i'm a good person to do it right that's challenging yes <laughs> uh, you know and there's a yes. fear of am i am i actually mm. the person to do it right um so somehow taping taking your eyes away from yourself or taking your eyes away from other people and the you know you talked about the the social and cultural taboos or how it might change a friendship that i don't want changed because i value um taking your eyes away from that Mm. uh, and gaze on the beauty of the lord and seek him where he can be found now these guys it's the temple we'd be looking at jesus but none right but that it's almost like you just get so captivated by that by him that these other fears Yes, They may not go away, but they certainly recede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think
0: throughout the whole Bible, whenever you see God's people in partnership, it's actually far more about the partners and their relationship with, with God, their worship even of him and them coming as worshippers of the Lord um, than it is about our particular worthiness, although I understand, like, it makes sense to me that we feel that when we ask people for support, Um But I think the comparison trap can be very, very
1: easy to fall into. Mm. Mm. I think there's people who actually delight in making this kind of sacrifice to the Lord. I mean, ideally, we would all delight in making this kind of sacrifice to the Lord. But I have had one person, when I thanked him for some money he gave me, me, shot me back an email saying, I just love giving you money. I love hearing where it goes. I love that the lord is using yeah he said it's not my thing to go out and do what you do but i'm really glad you're doing it It it's just quite remarkable i thought and then i'm rejoicing right i'm giving praise to god because he's giving praise to god Yeah. yeah yeah it is it's a communal thing and I think
0: there's something that the house of the Lord here, the temple, um, the being a place in verse 6 where sacrifices are offered in his tent mm. with shouts of joy, just um, that whole sacrificial system is what made the temple work, that people gave offerings and the offerings were at the same time a, a joyful gift and worship of God and they were the means of providing materially for the wor- for the mm. leaders of God's people um and when they neglected the house the whole temple fell apart but here um and the whole system fell apart because they weren't workers and i think here you see um just how essential it is to come for, mm. to have a place where they came um the house of the Lord where people might actually long for God and behold the beauty of the Lord to inquire of him in his temple, just that place of meeting. And I think obviously it's different for us in the New Testament. But what we are building as Christian leaders is still the temple and still working on the temple. It's just that the temple is God's people. And so the worship mm. of God's people is still providing for the leaders who can help make that that New Testament temple of God's people, of the church um, exist and flourish and thrive and be a place mm. where people can meet um, meet Jesus
1: yeah I'm just thinking as you speak that one Peter passage that talks about whereas living you know we are living stones mm. uh, being built into the built into the house of God it, it's that picture the house growing and being shaped by new new people coming to the Lord as well it's quite a and that is there is beauty to be found there absolute beauty to be found in the new believers and the and um, I think I'm trying to remember to rejoice in people staying Christian as well. So that not just the new people, but the Christians who keep choosing to follow Jesus. Yes. You know, there's such beauty and joy in that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's excellent. I mean, we've kind of touched it on already, but just the fact that biblical offerings are so often accompanied by huge joy. And that image of someone offering a sacrifice to God with a shout of joy, I just think that's such a, um, an exuberant uh, exclamation of, um, of just pleasure and of the goodness of that, of being able to give generously to God in worship. Uh, and I think throughout the New Testament and the Old Testament, whenever you see God's people offering to him, you see that joy accompanied and so really helpful for us to recognise that I think God's spirit will still move people, even though there's cost of living pressures and um, there might be people who don't quite get yet what Christian giving is about or what we're doing in um, working in Christian ministry. The spirit actually can move people's hearts to have this same kind of biblical joy um mm. I, I don't know of many supporters who have actually shouted for joy as they've filled in the form but i think many many of our staff report to me that there's their supporters are so willing and so glad to be able to support them like you said before um just so full of joy that they can give to god and indirect uh, and secondarily
1: to us so kat maybe we need a song a song where people get to sing with joy about providing financial partnership for ministry. I don't think I have ever seen such a song.
0: <laughs> no, I have often reflected that there are not many songs that talk about the joy of support raising and of giving money to God's people. So if anyone's listening as a songwriter, we would love to see more songs, I think, about generosity and about this central th- part of Christian fellowship.
1: I'm thinking about clicking on the website, whichever your website is, where you go to your partnership button and suddenly this launches in the background as you... <laughs> Yeah, great. As you fill in your
0: details. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know if that sounds a bit... Um, it would have to be tastefully done. Anyway. Um, but I think there is something in the new, in the Psalms about that correlation of music and joyful offering, offering to God in music and offering to God with material possessions as well. So maybe they should be more integrated than they often are. Excellent. Um, so the Psalm then turns a little... Um, less joyful uh just particularly when he's talking about crying aloud and i think i've spoken to enough of our staff in their support raising efforts to know how often i wish i had a virtual box of tissues um but just that that example of um crying aloud and and knowing that the god that god will be gracious to us and answer him and exhorting such a good thing to be able to exhort ourselves to seek God and his face.
1: Um, yeah, I think verses 7 and 8, you know, they are the whole idea of seeking his face, your, your, your face, Lord, I'll seek, it, it is in the same kind of zone of, as verse 4, you know, uh, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking him in his temple. Uh, and even as we were talking about fear of how people will react to you, isn't this beautiful? Um, do not, re- you know, he says to, to the Lord with confidence, right, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger, you have been my helper, do not reject me or forsake me. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. You know this sense of however people might react to the conversation you have with them about partnership, however uncomfortable it might be, the Lord will never forsake you. He is a safe kind of a safe kind of place. Uh, that's quite powerful in, in this kind of topic, I think.
0: And I think it is particularly because some of our staff experience a lot of misunderstanding from close family members like their mother and their father, um, especially if they're not Christians and they just can't comprehend why you might give up the chance of a a good-paying, well-paid job that's secure and uh, go into, A, go into Christian ministry, but B, go into Christian ministry where you have to ask other people for money. It just can feel completely baffling to people um and so i think just to recognize that uh well i mean the psalm here is psalmist here is grappling with uh the fact that even if his father and mother forsake him that the lord will take him up and being able to have confidence and build that i don't know to to lean on the lord in that
1: yeah. and uh, in your prayer and I was uh, yeah, yeah. that second little bit in verse 12 as we kind of do not turn me over to the zarma for false witnesses rise up against me sprouting spouting malicious accusations um hadn't occurred to me until right before now uh, is is that the kind of enemy that besieges us the evil one that spouts malicious accusations against us perhaps about competence uh perhaps about all sorts of all sorts of mm. things right that are just not true yeah so we're not fighting human enemies in or at least not me here and now in the same way uh, david was but there is a war to be fought and the enemy will lob accusations Mm. at you that's what he does he accuses Uh, so just this little this little protection from that here is quite remarkable
0: yeah and i spend a lot of time coaching staff who maybe know one thing with their minds, but what they know in their hearts and a feeling and the fears and the, like you've said, even the lies, the falsehoods um, that are easy to believe when we're not feeling in a good place. I, I just think there's such value actually in coming to the Psalms as places of security, and that's why we're reading this Psalm, actually to um, be refreshed in just how much confidence we can have in God and in his promises as well. I think in this little lecture as well, I think teach me your way, O Lord, really caught my eye as I was thinking about partnership because I'm convinced that actually, um, obviously, this is talking far more broadly, but I'm convinced from my time in the scriptures thinking about support raising that God's way in resourcing ministries is for generally um, for us to offer it freely, but to be supported freely by those who receive and by others, um, and really countercultural. It's actually going to be us humbly coming to God and learning about how he wants us to do support raising and how he wants money to function within the system of his mm. people, um, that there's a wisdom and beauty to that, but it will involve us coming and humbly learning from him and from his ways to be able to do this well.
1: Because mm. mm. you do get these pictures in this these promises, right, the Lord will provide for his people, um, I'm not persuaded that means for every individual in terms of their salary. It means for his people as a whole. And there's an income redistribution process. The economist in me is still strong. Um, You know, (laughs) this income redistribution process, right, where some do have more and some do have less, and those with more are meant to be generous, and those with less are meant to receive, and both are meant to be thankful in that. And so it actually his way of doing this binds people together it forces mm. us not to be independent in either generosity or dependence. You know, is that part of the wisdom of his ways, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not like I'm going to give Cat everything she needs and Helen everything she needs so they can live little independent lives. Uh, you, There'll need to be these exchanges, generous exchanges between us and grateful receiving between us yeah. that binds us together. That's yeah. the teaching his ways maybe in this, or one one way he teaches us in yeah. this area.
0: Absolutely. I'm so convinced of that. And it plays around with the power dynamics, so many things. Um, But I think you were going to make a comment about verse 14.
1: Yeah. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Right? There's just a patience (laughs) aspect in all this. We can talk about this till the cows come home. But the fears will still be there. And so what do you do? You turn turn to the Lord again Um, and again. Um, And you do what is right. And you don't listen to the enemy. And you wait. It, It just... So even in the midst of all of this, you know, I won't be afraid. Well, when you are, (laughs) it's almost like just reset, (laughs) reset, start again, go through the process.
0: Yeah. And you get a sense that it is an active waiting. It's being strong. It's a strong and courageous waiting, um, but it is still sometimes a waiting. And I think often our staff have said to me, I didn't realize how long it would take. To do that initial support raising phase i didn't give myself enough time i didn't realize how long people would take to respond to my invitation to fill in the form those kind of things and so there is such a place for this this verse wait for the lord be strong and let your heart take courage wait for the lord that seems a great note to finish on uh, so let's pray together as we finish father please help us to have great confidence in you To know you as our light and our salvation and our stronghold. Help us to seek your face in our support raising. To be genuine about our fears before you and honest and to bring them to you and to know that you will not forsake us, that you will take us up. Help us to learn from your ways and help us to wait for you and to wait with you. To wait for your action in the hearts of others uh, and to wait with courage and strength. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure. Bye for now.